non-halal means, um, uh, is it? Do we give zakat from it? <laughs> is zakat allowable? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. Hamda, the whole concept of zakat is to be clean. So it is our cleaning that everything and anything that anybody earns through zak and zakat, it's a cleansing that Allah to take its burden away, its difficulty away and that it becomes an immense cleansing upon that person, the rizq and their sustenance. And as well as once it's cleansed, it becomes the seeds of their fruitfulness in this ocean of faith. That non-faith thinks, if I have a hundred dollars in my account and I give you ten, it's gone. Now I only have ninety and I have to now struggle. Because shaitan comes to whisper that whatever you're given this way, it will never come back. You'll be so regretful. And the people of faith is opposite because Allah continuously reminding that deem not what you've given is going to be lost. That don't I give throughout all my nature? Then gives us an example that, look, because nature is better than us. Nature submits more than us. How is one grain of corn goes into the ground and teaches us also what we said about manifestation. On this weekend a video came out on the manifestation, Lloyd has to make a movie with Adam about the seeds. So a group of seeds, you have them all together like uh, the, the balls on a pool table. And they just bang and because seeds don't have any benefit to each other. They just sort of knock. But if one seed decides, I'm going to go and seclude myself, I'm going to give up being a particle, I want to reach my wave reality. And the seed isolates itself and goes into the dirt. This is the concept of the shaykh because people watch these videos and say, well, oh you're like the seed too, you're talking, you're, you're told not to be on Facebook, why are you on Facebook? Because they think that, you know, we're the same like a seed. So, no, the shaykh is not a seed, he was planted. As a result of being planted, what happened? The seed is lost. Now it became a tree and when that tree comes, it has thousands of fruit. Because as much as you take the fruit, as much as Allah is replenishing, so they become fountains like a tree filled with knowledges. But others are still seeds, they just sort of banging, they're not going anywhere. So it means they're, they're still in the ocean of manifestation. When the one whom loses their manifestation, they become a tree. That was important for the video. And that tree bears fruit, thousands of fruits. And it just keep coming because Allah's replenishing, there's no shortage from Allah that He gives to the tree and to the fruit. Then Allah teaching, same for your charity. You think it's going to be lost because you listen to shaitan, Allah says, look what I do in my nature. I take one piece of corn, goes into the ground. That one when it submits and breaks and grows, it becomes a stalk and that stalk has anywhere from seven to eight or nine ears of corn from one grain. Now Allah said, look I multiplied it into seven or eight pieces of corn, 
each with over a hundred pieces on them. I took one seed and multiplied it 800. So when they tell you on the stock market, look you can get 10 times if you buy your Bitcoin, oh where's Bitcoin now? <laughs> they're taking you, they're emailing, get the Bitcoin check, it's going to go to millions. Good thing we cashed out right away, then it went down to nothing. Because dunya is ever collapsing, akhirah never collapse. For all of eternity it will reach to you. So Allah just said, wherever you look in my creation has all multiplied. Best investment is in Allah Said, I can give you returns of well over 700% and I do it every day with every grain of corn, right? So the Bitcoin of nature is what? Pomegranate seeds. A thousand pomegranates come on this one tree and each pomegranate 200 seeds within them. What kind of returns are those? But it requires people to have faith and shaitan is actively against the people of faith. And then people come out and, oh you don't have to give, you shouldn't do it because the faith is weak. Anytime somebody's inspired to give that's an inspiration from Allah That's why when we teach this scenario of you always put Allah and then shaitan. Any scenario you can bring into this formula. Somebody come out and say, why do you have to give and don't give, don't give, don't give a lot. Um, when someone says something like that, let's put that on that scenario. Do you think this is coming from Allah? Or you think this is an inspiration from shaitan to whisper into someone's ear, to put out through their mouth that, don't give. No, because Allah inspiring. Through that giving and that person who was inspired to give big, maybe many sicknesses were taken, maybe a calamity was taken. People have gotten into their car and died on their way home. When Allah inspires the heart with isharat and push the heart to do something in Allah's way, nobody, nobody should say anything against that. So you put that into that room and say, is this for this or this? It definitely wasn't for Allah to limit people's generosity, to limit people's faith and to destroy the person who gave. Think, oh my God, my, my giving was wasted. Wasted? Allah says in Qur'an, nothing is wasted in Allah's way. So everything in life we can bring into that little box and check, is this for Allah, this statement that this person makes? It doesn't seem like it's for Allah, it's not benefiting towards your faith. Means everything that for Allah would have a clear benefit and anything from the whispering of the nafs and shaitan then it becomes more clear, inshaAllah. As Alaikum Sayyidi Walaykum As Salaam Sayyidi, if we open the corresponding lataif, can we communicate with that Prophet or that archangel directly or is it more a sense that we inherit those understandings? First mistake, if Murid was asked to go into seclusion and Shaykh said, I'm going to come every 10 days to check up on you. So he went in seclusion, within a day 
he's sitting doing zikrs and everything he was given to him and then a mouse came into his zikr. And then he could now hear the mouse. It's just the most ajeeb thing I've, I've ever accomplished. The mouse is in this seclusion, he's talking and I'm hearing him. And I'm listening to the mouse and for nine days he's chatting with the mouse. <laughs> he's telling him all his secrets and sadnesses and he learned the whole life of the mouse and that he was telling his life to the mouse. And by the tenth day she walked in, how's your seclusion going? You don't know what I achieved. Within two days, I achieved the state in which to talk to the mouse. I said, get out of here, you're out of seclusion and kicked him out of seclusion. So, if you attribute what comes to you, then already a, a zalim is being prepared, zulamat is being prepared. Means that by the time of the seclusion you're going to come out as faraum thinking, you achieve what no one else has achieved. But what you should have thought is that, wow, look at the power of my shaykh. He's able to talk through that mouse to me, that he can reach me wherever I am and not attribute anything to himself that he opened something and if I open this and I open that. So always these examples are important to remember for myself that, ana abdukul ajis daif or miskeen and what was the nut we were saying? In karam from agha, this, these miracles is from my agha, it's from Prophet How he found me a nobody person and he raised me, dressed me, blessed me and I attribute nothing to myself, my cleverness, even my ability to make salah when they say, Hayala salah, we say, La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. I have no ability to pray. I hear the azan and I can't pray. The only power to pray is if Allah inspired with you, Oh my servant, get up and make salah and worship me. And that's why we say, La hawla. There is no help and there is no power if Allah's power doesn't reach to me. How can I come to prayer nor success without Allah calling me? Then I don't attribute it to me and say, Ya Rabbi abdukul ajis, I'm nothing. That if you're going to grant me your grace then dress me from that grace. If you grant me your blessings then I can come to pray and worship you. If you grant me your love and sincerity I can make sujood to you Ya Rabbi. It's all Allah's ni'mat, our whole life is about nothing from myself. When myself comes it's all disastrous and that if I negate myself and become a wave then I'm nothing and if I'm nothing then whatever was open from Prophet to the barakah of awliyaullah and the shaykhs then the shaykh opened inshaAllah. So that has to be the foundation otherwise it just become a zulamat and oppression that begins to open when a person attributes something to themselves, inshaAllah. As Salaamu Alaikum Sayyidi Walaykum As Salaam Does breathing meditation help combating the active mind or how can we one defeat the active mind? The active mind is waswas, OCD, all of these understandings 
is, is a negative energy coming. When the negative energy comes it's a casting. So these technologies that we have they're, they're a deep reality. So the shaykh can cast into you and shaitan can cast into you because you're just a screen. You think you're more complicated than Toshiba made? Your head is is very simple device. Pretty soon Elon Musk is going to be casting into you. He has a neurochip coming into your head. So it means that the shaitan can wire your head and immediately cast into your head images. It's not hard but what's encrypted is the heart. Means when they begin to do dhikr and they do their practices they're building an encryption where Allah begin to safeguard the heart of the believer. But the head is a free-for-all, the head is always something exposed. That's why the first zikr, La ilaha illallah, all tariqahs, first zikr, La ilaha illallah, La to the head. Let that energy come and begin to burn. And as the energy of the person is growing, their energy is pushing away negativity so that that negativity is not casting it into their head. That's why the head is so dangerous. If they meditate from the state of their head then they can have illusions and what we call the imaginal world. When you meditate through your head and you visualize so that most Westerners are meditating, even other people are trying to learn meditation but they're meditating from their head. And they oh I'm seeing this, I'm seeing that in my head because something is casting into your head images. Shaitans love to do that especially in spirituality. They, they cast all sorts of spiritual images that you think you're ascending, you're great, it's, oh my god they're giving me jobbas, we're going into the heavens and it's all coming through here because this is a device that they can manipulate but the casting that they want is that you have to cast from the heart. So it means that you have to negate your head, you, ha you should have negated the head. When they meditate and they negated their head they put the head down and they're trying to cast the image from their heart in front of them and that they're nothing. That's why then the direction and the coordinates from the shaykhs are very clear in the meditation book. See yourself as nothing and the only thing that you're interested in is to visualize the shaykh in front of you. But shaitan is also standing there. so that. So the shaykh he's boring, wait until I send you a Netflix into your head. And he casts into your head and all of a sudden you're in the word of delusions. Oh shaykh I was trying to connect with you and all of a sudden I saw a rainbow and from the rainbow I went here because now the images are being sent into the head. So shaitan's also waiting there trying to sort of manipulate the process of tafakkur and contemplation. That's why then the, the coordinates were, no, 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 bring it back. I only want to be in the presence of the shaykh. I'm asking from the presence of the shaykh that fill my heart from a light and that I want to see ourselves at Rosa Sharif. Now I'm going to control the scenario that I only want to be in Medina and I want my shaykh to be present. Why? To calibrate what I'm connecting with and not to drift off. And it's not easy because then all the imaginations come, oh I was in Disneyland, I went here, I saw Mickey Mouse. But no, 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 come back to 
It's just the shaykh is in front of me, I don't need to see him, definitely don't look for his face, it's not that, that easy to reach. But I just know with my heart that I'm in that presence, I ask to be in that presence and that, Ya Rabbi I just want a light to enter into my heart and I do my meditation or if I'm going to do breathing I begin to just breathe in that state and ask for a light to enter to my heart and negate images that are coming, negate thoughts that are coming, those are all distractions. Until the signal becomes so strong that when you're connecting you're now materializing the presence of the shaykh right in front of you, that's only meditation. Don't drift and go all over the place because something is casting into your, your mind and distracting you from reaching your target, inshaAllah. As Salaamu Alaykum Sayyidi Walaykum As Salaam wa Rahmatullah Sayyidi, can you ask Sayyidi if we can eat from food or drink not covered during the night or better to give it to animals and avoid it? Sorry to come back to the subject. Yeah, if you, you cover something it's a, it's a good learning and if not and you didn't cover it then make du'a over it because you don't want to throw the food. If you have a, a, a pet or something that will eat it then okay what can you do? And you do that one time and you learn and next time you try to cover things and, and, and not leave things out or you say, oh inshaAllah Ya Rabbi tawbah in the sharf of Nabi and then you recite over it inshaAllah. As Salaamu Alaykum Sayyidi Walaykum As Salaam wa Rahmatullah Sayyidi, how can one heal a generational curse if they are constantly attacked by their family who passed the curse down? <laughs> yeah, I think you're in the first step of that, that whatever that generational reality is as a teaching, the reality of why Allah guided us to tariqahs. So this is the breaking of that curse. When Allah wants to guide somebody we said, there is no guidance except through Allah So what is guidance? That one, I'm going to send you to the turuqs, they are the way. I'm going to teach you that you take bayat, that is the way. And as a result of following the turuqs, taking your bayat, now that curse is coming against, they're coming after that curse. That was Allah's remedy. So that's Allah's gift that when He wants to give a gift to a servant, He guides them and He guides them to the tariqahs, guides them to the love of Prophet And nothing can stand in the, in the presence of Allah and the love of Sayyidina Muhammad So that is the solution, that's why Allah guides us. And as a result that's when we talked last night or the night before, then you recognize that you're an ambassador, you're not here for yourself. That Allah has sent you as an ambassador for your, your generations and as a result of every dress and every blessing you get, many difficulties are being unlocked in the world of light. We don't know how many of our descendants are in difficulties and been under a lock. And every time you're doing your awrad, every time you're doing your zikr, every time you're doing your charity, every time you're doing it through the tariqah realities something is being cleaned. And that's why you've been inspired as an ambassador for the entire family. That's we have many talks like that. That they, they, they inspired Ya Rabbi, they all prayed that send us from our descendants one whom will relieve us. That we didn't achieve the stations we want, we have immense amount of regret. 
That's why I say, oh, it must have been like a grandmother who prayed for me, a grandfather who prayed, all of them have been praying. And then with Allah's rahmah and mercy, He sends from amongst them to reach to that reality, be dressed by that reality and all of that blessing goes to his father, his mother and all his descendants in seven directions inshaAllah. As Salaamu Alaikum Sayyidi Walaykum As Salaam Sayyidi, what should we do if we get a rash in the feet or the knees during spiritual practices? Uh, put some powder or something on them and continue your practices. Don't, don't focus on that. You can even put for, for rashes, you can have a spray bottle for water and tea tree oil. That, that fragrance is disliked by negative energy. So you spray the tea tree oil around your feet and begin your meditation and, and your spiritual practices. So alhamdulillah and you play salawats in the room, you make sure everything is clean where you're trying to meditate and uh, pay no attention to anything else. Try to struggle through whatever is trying to block you from making that connection. And that's why we have the fragrances, we burn oud, we have all of these things that Prophet gave to us as a way of fortifying our energy. The area that we're going to meditate, we have taweez. We have continuous dalala khirat being played in that environment. You get a player and it plays the looping of dalala khirat so that there's always an angelic presence there, always spiritual beings are there because you've made it like a maqam in which all these spiritual beings come to be dressed and blessed from that reality. And then when you sit to meditate in that environment then you, you, you try to catch that energy and make sure you have your taweez, your wudu and all your spiritual practices inshaAllah. Subhana rabbika rabbal izzata amma yasifoon wa salaamun al mursaleen wa hamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa hurmati Muhammad al-Mustafa wa basira Surat al-Fatiha.